Sailorville Church. My name is Lindsay Holen, and I am the Women's Ministry Director here at Sailorville. And I am joined today by Jeannie Thomas, and she is going to share with us a little bit more about her role with Alpha Women's Center. And it's just such a privilege to be able to sit down with you and to go into depth, get a clearer picture about Alpha Women's Center's mission and the heart behind what they do. And um, I'm just excited to spend time with you today because this is something that's deeply personal yeah. to me as well. Mm -hmm. And so um, why don't you just introduce yourself, give us a little bit, a little snapshot of who you are and um, for those who are may not be familiar with you, give us a little history of how long you've been at Sailorville okay. and then, um, yeah, your role at, at Alpha Women Center. Okay. So um, my husband and I came to Sailorville in December of 1986 with a three-month-old baby. Uh -huh. And um, we had visited around to several churches, and when we went to pick up our son from the nursery, there was a grandma rocking him, uh -huh. and he was asleep. And it just won my heart over. And so we, that wasn't the only reason, but we ended up making Sailorville our home. So we've been at Sailorville for well over three decades and raised three children here and very grateful to do that. My husband was, um, was employed by another ministry when we came here. And in the process of uh, just life, he felt a call, I guess, is how you would say it, uh, his heart was in the church, and he really felt like he wanted to be involved with, with church ministry. And so he was wrestling back and forth with that and talked with Pastor Pat about it one Wednesday night after church, and Pastor Pat challenged him to consider being a pastor, um, told him he had the gifts for the ministry and that he should consider that. And so we went home, made, a, made that a matter of prayer, and... Um, then I remember sitting in church one Sunday and during the invitation, my husband grabbed my hand and we went forward. I'm like, well, why are we going forward? Well, <laughs> he was making it known that he just, yes, he very strongly felt like the Lord wanted him in pastoral ministry. Mm -hmm. And um, that night, Pastor Pat called him and said, and by the way, I want you on staff at Sailorville. Uh -huh. So um, my husband went from being the chairman of the deacons to, to being a candidate for being an associate pastor here at Sailorville. And he was the first family ministries pastor specifically in charge of counseling. Hmm. And he served in that capacity for about 14 years. Um, Kevin and I both have um, BAs in psychology with an emphasis in biblical counseling from a, a, a conservative Christian university in the South. And so it was just very natural that I would join him in the counseling room, and I was very happy to do that. And so that's how, one of the primary ways that we served the church for, for well over a decade. And then about eight years ago, Kevin had a heart attack and a stroke. And after a year of working on recovery and trying to see how much he could recover, it just became apparent that both for his sake and for the church's sake, he needed to step away from his responsibilities. And so he, um, he was on disability uh, for, for a few years. And when he went on disability, I needed to step into the workforce. And so um, I did that. Boy, that was a, a long-winded answer to your question. We've been no. here a long time. <laughs> No, it's good to know right. even just your your history with counseling yes. and how God has used that mm -hmm. in the role that you're in currently with Alpha Women's Center and mm -hmm. has equipped you in a marvelous way. Well, the amazing thing, when my husband was, um, when, when he candidated for the position of, of um, associate pastor, 
I told him, and, and I remember Pastor Pat calling us and telling us, you know, that the vote had gone, you know, was positive. And I said, you know, it's such a good thing that you're going to be the pastor and not me because you love people. I don't even like people sometimes. And we laughed about it. And then I got to thinking about it and I thought, is, is that an okay thing for a pastor's wife to say? Hmm. Is that an okay thing for any Christian to say? And I, I was just really convicted by that. And I just prayed, Lord... Give me compassion, please give me yeah. love for people. And he did, and specifically, he gave me a love for women. Um, a desire to walk alongside them, especially when life is tough. Um, I have a dysfunctional family history, and we don't need to get into that, but um, I remember feeling alone and abandoned often mm. growing up. And I really had that desire to pour courage into women that might feel in a similar situation or, or have those similar feelings, whether the situation was the same or not. So uh, I was involved in, in women's ministries here at, at church for, for quite a while. Um, what's our next question? <laughs> <laughs> no, but even as you're, yeah. as you're saying that, I'm thinking of how um, even just day to day in your home, caring for your mom and caring yeah. for, for your daughter and how he has, this is probably not the path you had ever envisioned for yourself, but no. um, he's, <laughs> he is equipping you and has opened those doors. Um, I, I heard a, a pastor say once that he had a sermon. He didn't have the sermon figured out yet, but he had the title. And the title was, When the Detour Becomes the Route. And I thought, I think I could preach that one. Yeah. Um, we've definitely taken the scenic route. Life has not looked um, yeah. how we imagined back when we were all shiny and new and first married in 1983. Yeah. But God definitely has carried us through this. Um, I, my daughter lives at home with us and um, what, had a, a brain injury. And so she's, she's made a remarkable recovery and she's the most joyful person you'll ever meet with or without a brain injury. And about a year and a half ago, mom moved in with us. And so... God has used different things in my history, I think, to continue teaching me the importance of compassion mm -hmm. and um, to show me I'm not quite as patient as I would have thought I was. And those are all wonderful character qualities uh, to be desired in somebody who's going to be in ministry. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm super grateful that that the Lord chose to set me where he did at Alpha. Honestly, once my husband stepped down from pastoral ministry, I never thought that I would be in ministry again. Mm -hmm. um, I needed to work at that point, and I, I, when Alpha called me to see if I would be interested in, in coming in and taking over the position of director, I was like, okay, this is a serious thing, and I need to seriously consider it and pray it pray about it, talk with my husband, talk with um, trusted friends, talk with my pastor. And um, yes, the idea that could could I be in ministry again? And um, that's been a really special thing. I'm really grateful for that because I didn't see it coming. I didn't yeah. see it coming. Yeah. Well, when you got up and shared with us on Sunday about Alpha Women's Center, you stood up on Sanctity of Life Sunday, right. Sanctity of Human Life Sunday. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to ask you personally, not just as a director of mm -hmm. a pregnancy um, center, but 
just as a believer, what does the sanctity of life mean to you? I think it is amazing thing that God is still creating people in his image. Mm -hmm. Every time a, a woman tells me she's pregnant, you know, it's like, it, that's amazing. You know, in the beginning, God created male and female. He created them in his image. They're image bearers, and he's still doing that. Mm -hmm. and, and that's awesome. Sanctity, I, you think of the word sanctified, and what does that mean? It means holy. It means set apart. And to me, it, it's, it carries um, the idea of being very individual, not just, okay, I'll, I'll take this group, but this one, chosen. Mm. And that every life that God creates is necessary. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's not a throwaway life, it's necessary. God did that on purpose, mm -hmm. and he has a purpose for that life. And that's one of the things that we want to share with women when they come in and they're, you yeah. know, in a situation where they didn't expect to be pregnant at this yeah. point in their lives. Yeah. And so trying to help them see, well, you know, maybe it took you by surprise, but it did not take God by surprise. Yeah. And so let's let's talk about how life your life doesn't doesn't have to be over if you choose life for your baby. You can still have a life. Yeah. Yeah. And helping them to see the value of life when society yes. and every voice around mm -hmm. them is saying either it's not a baby or your body is the only one that matters mm -hmm. or your future, you know, or your health, whatever it is, that is so loud mm -hmm. in the ears of women, believers and unbelievers alike. Right. And so it's such a critical moment for every woman that walks through those doors. So for those who are not real familiar with Alpha Women's Center, can you just tell us a little bit more about it? What services do you offer? What can um, a woman expect when she walks through the doors? Okay, so Alpha's Pregnancy Resource Center, we're non-medical. Um, we offer pregnancy tests, we offer um, classes, whether that would be uh, childbirth classes or whether it would be what's going on in your body while you're pregnant, um, potty training, disciplining mm -hmm. a young child, uh, what's safe and what's not, things like that. Um, we have a variety of educational classes that, that um, women can, can um, watch on DVD in, in our offices. A big, big um, draw for a lot of women because a lot of women coming in, um, they, they need help. Mm -hmm. They're economically um, not in a situation where they can just carry on their lifestyle as normal with the addition of a pregnancy. And so they, they would fall into that category of financially um, disadvantaged. So we have a resource closet. We've got maternity clothing. We have children's clothing up through size 2T. We have diapers, wipes, formula. Um, very often we have pack and plays or strollers or other assorted um, baby paraphernalia, things that you would need to care for a child from birth up through about the age of two. And all of these things we do uh, are offered at no cost. Hmm. Uh, what I say is we, we want to remove the reasons for which a woman might choose abortion. We hmm. want to encourage the choice for life and then come alongside and practically help support that choice. Hmm. That's wonderful. So, um, Sailorville, along with other churches mm -hmm. and maybe other organizations in the community, um, help to raise money 
to help support Alpha Women's right. Center. And I have a baby bottle in my purse, and I forgot to set it right here. <laughs> um, but you're doing the baby bottle campaign. Right. What sort of things, when people are considering donating to Alpha Women's Center, mm -hmm. what sort of things are they helping? What is that going toward? And then share with us like what your, your biggest needs are. Okay. So um, Alpha is a nonprofit. It's a small nonprofit. Our, I think our budget this year is about $145,000. Mm -hmm. And that's operating two locations, one on the okay. south side of Des Moines. We're open three days a week there, and then one in Ankeny, and that one's open two days a week. I have, um, I have to think about this, I have four staff, mm. right? No, I have three staff. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I have three staff, so I'm the fourth staff member. So okay. part of it is 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 paying for the help. Part of it is paying for the, for the um, utilities, the upkeep of two buildings, paying for... Uh, the um, materials that we use, obviously pregnancy tests, um, in any office running, mm -hmm. you know, we have computers mm -hmm. that we need, um, pens, paper, j just stuff like that. Yeah, um, yeah and, and um, when we run low on donations, then I'm also buying diapers mm. and wipes. Mm. Um, yeah, and it's I I haven't had to buy clothes yet. Okay, which has been awesome. But there have been some times where I've just had to go to Sam's Club and load up on okay. typically size four, five, and six diapers. Okay, or wipes, baby okay. wipes. Yeah. What are your immediate needs right now? Right now, um, the immediate needs right now is I have two. Uh, I have two laptops that house um, the calendar where we keep the appointments for our for our, our clients, and um, I think they're both eight years old. Wow. Okay. And so I need to replace both of those. Okay. So that's that would be one of my top things that I would say would be would be awesome. Um, we're 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 always. Because we're always, we give out diapers every day we're open. Mm. And it's, I usually say that the larger sizes, four, five, and six, because a box of size six diapers has maybe yes. half the diapers in yeah. a size three box. Yeah. So it's just, there's just fewer in the box. Yeah. And so we go through them faster. So, yeah. 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 How about volunteers? Are you pretty stocked on volunteers or Coronavirus you... has kind of okay. done a number on, okay. on schedules. Um, we... We've had several volunteers who either have not felt comfortable coming back because they're in a, um, a more vulnerable category, yeah. whether it's age or other health issues, or they live at home with someone who is. And so they've been concerned about um, not wanting to bring something home to yeah. a vulnerable loved one. Yeah. So we, we have had, uh, just recently had, I think, four new volunteers start, which is, which mm -hmm. is awesome. But it's, I mean, part of, a big part of what we do at Alpha um, is we're talking with people. Mm -hmm. And so we, we need people to be able to talk with people. Yeah. Um, and then we, we almost always have donations to sort through. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, again, coronavirus has done a number because a lot of um, organizations have not accepted donations. And we're mm -hmm. one of the few places that has. Yeah. And we have been inundated with people who have, I think, spent all of 2020 going through okay. everything and they're ready to bring it over. And so it just takes time to sort through those things. Yeah. And, and you know, is it something that we're going to keep? Is it, I mean, yeah. when people donate to us, our, our resource closet has got the maternity clothing 
and it's got the kids close through 2T, but so we're saying, is it maternity, is it boy, is it girl, is it summer, is it winter, is it, a, you know, is it 2T, 18 months, 12 months, yeah. is it a top, is it a bottom, is it, because what we try to do is match up outfits before they go into the closet. So when mom goes into the closet, she can pick up an outfit, not, oh, there's a cute pair of pants, but I can't find a shirt in the right size, you know, to match. Yeah. So um, anyway, that's, those are some things that we can always use volunteers to help with. Okay. That's yeah. good to know. Um, so when a woman walks through your doors, suspecting that she might be pregnant mm. and she comes in for a pregnancy test, can you just walk me through what is that process? How do yeah. you handle that situation where that girl is coming in mm -hmm. scared out of her mind, not knowing right. what the result of that test is going to be? So she's, she's made an appointment. Right now we're requiring appointments because of coronavirus, but she's made an appointment. She comes in. We have a, um, a form at the front desk where it's called Request for Service, and it's going to give her contact info. Um, and she, she puts on there, we've got different categories, um, asking how she heard about us and what kind of help she needs. Okay. And so she's, she's going to let us know on that form, does she need a pregnancy test mm -hmm. or... Uh, does she does she need uh, referrals to does she need referral to a food bank or for clothing for people that are above what we you know, maybe she's got older kids too um, or employment or or housing or things like that so we have a two one one directory at our office that lists all of the different um, charitable organizations that are available. So all of the different resources that are available in the greater Des Moines area. And so we can go there and so we can give them names. Okay, you know, for food, this you can call these mm. different places or for housing, you can do this. It's a situation with domestic violence. You know, these are the places where you can go. So we want to equip her with that kind of information. And those are things that she requests on the request for service. So we take that and then we're going to go back into one of our, our client rooms with her and we're just going to ask some more questions. And some of the questions we're going to ask are kind of get to know you questions mm -hmm. um, and some of them are going to be we're going to ask what's your living situation are you are you single and living alone are you living at home with your parents or with another relative are you are you married are you living with the baby's father and and again we're asking those questions partly to get to know you and partly um, so that we understand how we best can help you. Mm -hmm. It makes a difference, like if we were gonna do a follow-up call, we really need to know, are you living with the baby's father and he's okay if you're pregnant, mm -hmm. or are you living at home and your parents don't know you're here? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we, we just very definitely, we don't want to uh, reveal information. And so yep. those are why we wanna know what your situation is so we don't make a gaffe there. And then, um, if, if it's pregnancy test, there's some, some questions we're going to need to ask her uh, so that if she has a positive test, we'll be able to tell her, according to the, the cycle, how far along, you know, at what stage of development the, the baby would be. Mm. And so we're going to ask some of those questions. And then after we've asked a variety of questions there, then we're, gonna, we're going to see if there's an open door to share the gospel. Now, I don't usually say, okay, now's the time that I'm going to share the gospel. That's not how I do it. Normally, I would, I would start that conversation and say, you know, you know, Alpha is a faith-based organization. And, and we're unapologetic about that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's very obvious that we are so that we've made that clear. 
and um, you know we, you've come in here today because you need help um, and you you know you, you need to know if you're pregnant or if you need those material resources to help care for a young child and we're very happy to to help you in that way you know those are physical needs and we sure understand that and um, but but we also realize you're not just a physical being mm-hmm. you're not just an emotional being you're also a spiritual being with spiritual needs but we don't always think about that on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, as I'm, as I'm talking about that, you know, can, can you tell me, you know, do you, do you have any kind of a relationship with God? How would you describe it? And I specifically don't want to put words in her mouth. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking to see, did she pray a prayer? Mm-hmm. Um, she may tell me she grew up in church, and, and that's fine. And then, but I'm still going to ask some questions, and then, and then I'm going to share the gospel that's what I'm, and my staff, we're, that's what we're going to do. And so part of what we say, um, and I know we were going to cover this later and I'm jumping into it. Um, it one of the things that we, that we say at Alpha is we want to offer help for today and hope for tomorrow. So that help for today, mm-hmm. that's going to be that, those material, physical things they need, whether it's a pregnancy test or the clothing or the diapers or, or things like that. And then that hope for tomorrow, um, she may look at it and say, hope for tomorrow, meaning I, I can come back here and they're going to continue to help me until my baby's too, which is, is what we will do. But we're talking about a greater tomorrow, yeah. a bigger tomorrow with a capital T. Yeah. And so that would be the hope that everyone needs. Um, Alpha is pro-life. We want to save the baby. We're pro-eternal life. Mm-hmm. We want to save the mother. Mm-hmm. We're pro-abundant life. We want to see women find healing and forgiveness that's found in God. Yeah. That all comes through the gospel. Yeah. I When I was looking through the website, it's unapologetically faith-based. Yes. And, and nearly every category, every little paragraph that I read points to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is because a lot of people check things out online first. Yes before they walk through doors. Mm-hmm. And so um, just as you were talking about that, it made me think that a woman is likely not gonna walk through the doors of Alpha Women's Center. And then when you start to share the gospel, is not gonna feel trapped because right. she's probably feeling trapped in a lot of areas right, right. in her life. Mm-hmm. And so this is um, maybe an, an area she didn't even know she was looking for, or maybe mm-hmm. she's so desperate that she doesn't yeah care but then the holy spirit uses that moment to really reach her heart and plant a seed but um i just love how alpha women center is for the whole woman yes not just just so focused on save the baby save the baby we want to save the baby yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely but it's like we're um the gospel is our focus And pregnancy is our platform. That's the means by which we're able to share the gospel is the, the pregnancy, the parenting needs. Um, I had a, a gal come in for a pregnancy test and in the course of, of asking the questions, and I asked her, you know, so you know, talking about spiritual needs, you know, do you have any kind of relationship with God? You know, do you have any spiritual beliefs? And she said, you know, I'll be honest with you, I'm ignorant. Mm. My, my, my parents never, you know, that was never a thing for them. So it's like, I, I'm curious, you know, but I don't know who to talk to or what questions to ask. Mm. And so I, I shared the gospel with her. 
And um, at the end, I said, so, you know, so what do you think? And she was like, wow, mm. I, I've never heard, I, I've never heard that. Wow. Wow, that, I got to think about that. And she's like, thanks so much for telling me. And then I, I, she was pregnant. And I told her, I said, you know, maybe at some point, if you want to know more, you know, we, we just do a Bible study. You know, it doesn't have to be a long thing or anything like that, but just, you know, you just let me know. Mm. So she said, well, maybe she would after the baby was born. And so a few months later, the baby was born, and she brought the baby in, and, and she kept coming in. She'd been coming in for a few months after the baby was born for, for um, material resources. Mm -hmm. And we're ooing and eyeing over the baby because babies are adorable. Yeah. So anyway... Um, she, she looked over at me, she says, you know how you said maybe sometime we could do a Bible study? Could, could we do that today? And I'm like, you bet. Aww. So um, I had her go back in, in one of the rooms with, with one of my staff members, and they were back there maybe 15 minutes, and they came out, and I could tell, she, you know, the, the client, she had, you yeah. know, her, her cheeks were wet, and my staff was just beaming. Yeah. And she had just trusted Christ as her Savior. Uh -huh. And I was like, praise wow. the Lord. And that was... That was so awesome, awesome to see this new life, her her daughter, yeah, and then now mom's got new life too, yeah. and so, you know, trying to, okay, how do I, as a single mom, how do I, you know, raise raise my daughter in in um, the right way, is, is how she put it, and so we were giving her recommendations of different churches that were in her area, and that's, that's just a precious thing. Mm. I love that. I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's yeah. just such a picture. Of the gospel, just yeah. fleshed out, and yeah, it's just such a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. um, so, if a woman comes in who has had an abortion, can you tell me how do you minister to that woman who is likely very tormented mm -hmm. by guilt, a yeah. lot of shame, a lot of believing she just can't forgive herself? Mm -hmm. Um, maybe she's had an abortion and is facing maybe another unplanned pregnancy or she's just had, she just can't carry this burden anymore. How do you minister to her? Um, time. Mm -hmm. You, you give her time, which we never want to communicate when we're talking with a woman. I'm going to see eight people today and you're number five. Mm -hmm. We never want any woman to feel like she's a number. And we've, we've been intentional about how we, um, the decor that we have in our, in our buildings and even the things that we have in our, in our rooms. We want it to feel like it's set up for a comfortable conversation, not a doctor's visit. Because, again, we're not a medical clinic. Um, and we just, we're not trying to be businesslike, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, we're trying to be approachable and friendly. Mm -hmm. And so we're gonna we're gonna take time and we're gonna listen. We're gonna ask questions and we're gonna listen. Um, I had a gal come in for a pregnancy test, and in the course of going through the intake form, um, she said that you know, she had been pregnant once before, and she was in for a pregnancy test, and she had been pregnant once before. And just the way she said it, I asked her. I said, "Well, what was the outcome of that pregnancy?" And she said that she had chosen to abort, and that was how she said it. I chose to abort. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I looked at her, and, and I just started asking some questions. And I said, um, you know, is that something you, you feel comfortable talking about? And, um, you know, she just kind of nodded. I said, so um, what, was, what were the circumstances? You know, what was your life like? What, what was your situation? Were there, were there pressures on you that you felt like 
you know, this is just too much, I can't deal with this. How, how did that, how did you come, you know, what were you thinking? Walk me through your decision-making process. And so she, she talked for a little while. And it's like she, she was trying to explain it to me. And so just trying to speak back to her what I thought she was saying. I said, did you feel like that was your only choice? And she said, yes. Mm -hmm. But if your only choice is to kill your baby, what kind of choice is that? She said she regretted it, would never do that again. And then she said, and she was in for a pregnancy test, that she was afraid that if she ever got pregnant again, that she would miscarry. Mm -hmm. And she said, and that would be God's righteous judgment on me. Hmm. And I, I, it's like you could hear that, that grief, mm -hmm. guilt, fear, feeling unworthy, unredeemable. Yeah. That's how she felt. Yeah. And so I told her, um, you know, the wonderful thing about God, He does not deal with us based on our performance or based on what we deserve. We all have this problem with sin, and sin separates us from God. And then I, I went into sharing the gospel with her, and um, at the end of it, she, she was comforted, and um, she, she had a positive test, and so you know, we, you know, she gave me permission to follow up with her. About 10 minutes after she left, she called back, and she said, I just want to thank you for talking with me. It means more than you'll ever know, mm. and I believe her. Yeah. You know, and I pray that she will find that forgiveness and that healing that yeah. she's only going to find in God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, there's, there's a lot swimming through my mind mm -hmm. because it... it brings back memories right. of 24 years ago and sitting in that clinic and being a number and not being seen. I forgot my money, not, not being seen until I left and went to the ATM and got money and then sitting in a room and not being, not being listened to, just mm -hmm. being told, right. here's what you're here for and we're going to we're going to see you through to the end. Mm -hmm. And um, even though they have policy of asking, are you sure? Um, it was so cold, mm -hmm. so empty of any kind of human interaction. Right. It was almost robotic. And mm -hmm. so I just love what your ministry is doing, taking that one-on-one, -on -one, mm -hmm. that time, yes. that follow up that mm -hmm. I will sit here and listen to you in a safe place. Yes. That's so key for women who are, mm -hmm. are dealing with shame and are, are facing unplanned pregnancy, right. having a safe place to go and even their own homes. Oftentimes mm -hmm. their relationships are not a safe place to go. Right. And so, um, we as a church just need to be lifting mm -hmm. The women who work for you and the volunteers lifting you all up in prayer to yeah. just have that compassion of Christ mm -hmm. in that moment right? and just have life-giving words because it's likely to just change the trajectory of her right. future. So I'll tell you two stories. Um, had a gal come in for a pregnancy test and boyfriend stayed out in the car and was texting her the whole time. And the gal um, had already taken Plan B the morning after oh. pill, but she was afraid that it hadn't worked, and so she was in for a pregnancy test. And she said she was sober, 
said she understood that um, a pregnancy could be the result of the lifestyle choices she'd been making. And, um, and so my staff uh, used our fetal models, which are my little, I, I call them my little box of babies, and I, they're, they're little models of what a baby looks like, the size and the, and the appearance of a baby, seven, eight, nine, and 10 weeks gestation, which means from the point of conception. And so based on the information that the client had given us, my staff showed her, okay, and this is, you know, if you have a positive test, this is the stage of development that your baby's at. And she was like, oh, wow, you know, mm. that's too big. And she says, no, this is, you know, based on what you said, this is, this is where it would be. And she's like, oh, wow. And then um, the uh, pregnancy test was positive. Mm. And, and the gal just lost it. She started banging the wall, crying, and eventually just burying her head in her lap. My staff, you know, gave her tissues and said, you know, you're, you're not alone. There's support. There's help. Um, you know, this baby's a gift. And the, the gal, you know, just kind of nodded her, her head. Um, and uh, and my, my staff said, uh, by God's grace, you can, you can do this. And the gal left with a precious feet pin and a new baby blanket. Mm-hmm. And we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know. And those are uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversations. We're so grateful to be able to have them. Those are exactly the conversations we want to be able to have. Conversations with abortion vulnerable women, with women who have already gone through the trauma of abortion Mm -hmm. and are still grieving over that. So that's one story. One of the things that I get to do as director is I I get to go to churches. Sometimes I go to schools too or other groups. But uh, I was just in a church this this last weekend and um, I... uh, I was standing at the at the front and and had done my presentation and then I opened up for questions and answers and there were a couple of questions and then um, a young gal raised her hand and she had spoken with me before the service and so I I knew who she was from that and I knew her story and um, she said I so I was wondering what kind of a question she was going to ask and she said "Um, I don't really have a question I just want to let the people at this church know that Alpha is a really good organization and they help people and they love people and they don't judge you. And thanks to Alpha, I have my son. Mm-hmm. She's got a little baby about four months old. Mm-hmm. And she had come up to tell me at my display that she was a client in one mm-hmm. of her centers. And, um, and she didn't have to do that, yeah. but she told me that and, and was just going on and on about how nice my staff were and how they just made her feel welcome and made her feel like, um, like she was as good as they were. And it's like, well, you are, you know, they're, it, it's not something they're trying to do. They're just treating you with respect. They're demonstrating the dignity and value of life. Yeah. And that's what we want to do. Yeah. And, and so I, I love that. And, and I told her, and I told the church, um, we don't always know the outcome of our interactions with women. And many of our interactions, it's crisis mode. Mm-hmm. So we don't always know. Yeah. And so when I, one of my joys as a director is being in a church and a woman coming up to me and saying, I was a client at Alpha five years ago mm. or 10 years ago or 15 years ago. Alpha's been around over 25 years. Mm. But not just knowing that we were helpful and that we impacted a woman's life, 
but knowing that she's plugged into a solid church. Yeah. And I, I told this young woman when she came up and spoke with me before the service, and you know, and she's been going to the church. You know, she started going there before the baby was born, and she's been going there, and and um, I, and I, I said, you know, plugged into a, a good solid church. I said I would count that as a success story, mm. and she just beamed. She loved that I called her a success story. Mm. But I, after she announced that in church, yeah. and the church didn't know. I mean, yeah. a couple of people knew, and the pastor knew. Yeah. But the rest of them did not, and it's like spontaneous applause. Yeah. You know, and I was just like, that was the sweetest thing. Yeah. That was the sweetest thing to hear. And that took courage for her to. It absolutely did, and she didn't have. She did not have to do yeah. that, and yeah. I absolutely would not have. And yeah. I mean, the pastor didn't even tell me, so he he was going to keep her confidence. Yeah. But yeah. how awesome was that? Mm. And, and because she shared, then at the end when the pastor was closing, you know, he was mentioning the young woman and he said, how awesome is it that, you know, we can see this organization, we can see the results of our investment in this organization. You, you know, you, you can see because we have this family in our church Absolutely. and that we can also be part of that organization as we as we seek to spiritually disciple this young woman as as she's a single mom, yeah. a young single mom yeah. and and needing discipleship. Yeah. So that was a very cool thing. That is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very rewarding. It is. It but is. But you all likely won't know the rewards until one day you are in glory and get to see the fruit. Yeah, we don't do them for the rewards yeah. per se. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but one day you will Yes, be. absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you have shared a lot about just the hope that Alpha mm -hmm. Women's Center brings into the lives of women. Um, to close out, is there anything else that you would like people to know about, about Alpha Women's Center, the hope that you bring into women's lives, um, just anything else that, you, that maybe people don't know? Or another story or anything. Okay, let me think. Um. <laughs> Think about a story. Um, you don't have to think of a no, story. No. Just, you know, you, okay, what'd you say? We bring, we bring help for today. Help for today. And hope for tomorrow. And hope for tomorrow. And, so. and God, God orchestrates these things. He absolutely does. Um, we ended up, uh, my, uh, one of my staff um, has been with us a long time, been with Alpha longer than me, retired this last fall. And so uh, I have newer staff that, that's, um, on staff now, and she's quite a bit younger, um, and she is of um, Asian descent. She's Thai and Lao, hmm. and she grew up Buddhist. Okay. So a, um, a woman came in for help, and um, Asian, and was Buddhist. She came in with hmm. a translator because she didn't speak English, and so through the process of the um, of the going through the intake, then my, my staff member was able to share with her how she was raised Buddhist mm. and how she came to Christ. And as the translator is translating this, so it's like, so you're sharing it with the client yeah. and you're sharing yeah. it with the translator, which is always awesome. Mm -hmm. Then the translator shared that she, she was also Asian and also grew up Buddhist and also had come to Christ. Oh, wow. So both of them were able mm. to share their testimonies with this Buddhist woman and and even asking things like okay so you know I used to pray to, to Buddha you know is that what you do now and not quite how's that working out for you but I mean you know asking her and it's and yeah. and 
because they grew up that way, they had a knowledge yes. of what you know her her spiritual beliefs would be and yeah. and um how how awesome that the Lord kind of gave her a double dose yeah. and and that was a that was a God thing oh, that she God. would come to that center yeah. where this staff was that day and she would be the one to be able to talk with her. Yeah, only he can orchestrate yes, something like absolutely, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are those are incredibly cool things. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, many more cool things yes. to come because <laughs> God is just that's yeah. who he is. He right. works in amazing ways. And right. so um if you're watching, I would encourage anybody to just check out the Alpha Women Center website. Yep. How I mean, you can Google it, but it's AWC. AWC Des Moines, spelled out, dot yeah. O-R-G. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's beautifully done. It's gospel-centered. Um, it gives you a clearer picture of what Alpha Women's Center is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure that if people have any questions, yeah. they can get in touch with you. But let's just let's just commit to uh, supporting Jeannie and Alpha Women's Center in prayer. And Appreciate that. Um May God just continue to bless and use you in a mighty way in the lives of women in the Des Moines area. And I'm just so thankful for you and um, just appreciate your time. Thank you. To sit down with me and talk about it a little more. I appreciate the opportunity to come. Well, thanks for joining us and we will see you next week.